Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. Today, we are on our sixth, the last of our series on money and wealth building. And so we have covered just a range of topics, and we're really excited to round this one out with you for today. So we have covered um, finding your FU number. We have covered all the different tactics for wealth building. We've talked about real estate. We've talked about the stock and bond market. And today we're going to talk about the other ways in which you can build wealth and do money in a beautiful way. Um, And we're going to talk about the different ways you can do that. So we're going to get creative and more out of the box with our um, ideas for you today on other ways that are less conventional that you can also build your wealth and um, grow your income. So without further ado, let's dive in because each of us are doing different ones of these. And so um, we're going to let us all dive in today. And if you're finding this series interesting, join us for our masterclass series called Her Rich Life. And we have a special code for you, which is EBP for Empire Building Podcast, um, where you can save a bunch of money and get access to both the Her Rich Life Masterclass or also add the bundle with the Net Worth Club as well to help you grow your net worth. And you can find that at herbestlife.com. So without further ado, let's jump on in. What are some of the other ways you guys are building wealth? Well, we've been doing a little angel investing. And uh, I know it sounds so sexy. I think Jay just likes the sound of it. It does sound really sexy. It's my my favorite. Oh, I'm an angel investor. Hero syndrome in us. <laughs> I know, I know, um, and that's uh, that's basically what that is. Is you're just providing financial backing for a startup, um, and you're doing that in exchange for some kind of equity in the company. So I think we've done. We've done, well, we've done a couple things. One, we've, we've, we've done hard money loans to some startups, which is different than angel investing because the hard money loans, you're basically loaning them the money and then they pay you back the money mm-hmm. with interest. But angel investing is you really get, you get a little bit of equity in the company. And so I know Jay's, I think we probably have done this four or five times. Um, and it's usually a longer term play. You're not going to get a, um, you're not going to get a return right away on your money. And it's pretty risky. So the chances of you getting no return are pretty great. I don't know what the fail rate is for startups, but mm. I'm sure it's probably something like real estate. It's probably like 80 to 90% of them fail yep. within the first five years or something like that. But it's really for money that you, it's kind of like, I, I look at it like gambling, right? You need to, you need to feel pretty comfortable um, losing that money. It's, it's not, you, this is not your retirement money, right? This is, this is extra. So and it's, I look at it as if you ha- have someone or you know the leader that you would believe in them or the business that you can see that potentially uh, mm-hmm. taking off, that's something that you might want to look at uh, being an angel investor. Um, but yeah, as, as Wendy said, it's not any form of guarantee in terms of a return mm-hmm. um, and many businesses don't succeed. Uh, but it also is, is the ones that do, it ends up being uh, pretty fulfilling uh, having mm-hmm. a role in that. And it also helps uh, build your wealth at the same time. Yeah. So. 
Well, and sometimes with angel investing, they're also looking for some some of your expertise, right? So you might be yes. an angel investor, and they're saying they're they're reaching out, hey, can you help me with this? Like, explain this to me, or I know you have expertise in that. So that's oftentimes that kind of goes with that. I loved reading in the um, lifestyle investor. Um, I loved the three different things they look for. They either look for capital, they look for experience and expertise or influence. And I thought that was really great when you're looking at what you could bring to the table for an angel investment. Those three things are kind of how you can break down what type of money, equity, or opportunity you're bringing to the table for them. Um, We've had a couple of angel investing investments go really well. We've also had a couple go really sideways. Um, and both have been with really close friends. And so just make sure you're really mindful that like, how do you feel about the relationship that you're investing in that you really care about right now? If it goes way sideways, um, maybe they're not a great CEO or maybe the investment was just, it was a bad idea for a company or poorly run. Like, how are you going to feel about that? And if you feel like that's going to sacrifice the relationship in that investment, if you do it, just do yourself a favor and don't do it. Like just pay attention to that because I've, I've had it impact a couple of relationships where all of a sudden you see a different side of someone than you thought you knew. Um, and I, if I could go back, I would have just kept the friendship and not done the investment. So just be mindful of if, if it's going to change the way you feel about somebody, maybe just don't do that investment and focus on ones that are business sense instead of emotionally tied ones. So that's a, a a lesson on my end (laughs) to pay it forward. Another way that you can invest is in uh, collectibles. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, art, antiques, uh, precious metals um, are all types of collectibles that you can invest in. Um, one of my uh, team members actually has done very well with art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a very fascinating conversation with mm-hmm. him the other day around it. And I hadn't ever even looked at something like that. But um, there are uh, people that are investing in collectibles. Um, and so that's another investment that you can make as well. Do you guys have anything on your net worth sheet that's a collectible? Our family has wine. Oh, Ooh. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, yeah, like it's 1970s yeah. 80s wines. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Speaking of that, this is a total aside. Um, we were at Jay's house for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and um, his mom was like, hey, go they're not wine collectors at all, but they've mm-hmm. taken some trips out to Napa over the years. And there was like four bottles of silver oak, like tucked way back in the closet. You could tell they just couldn't see it, like from the bottom of the closet. Sorry, and it way. was from 2003. Yeah, 2003. <gasps> so I look it up. Did you look it up? And yeah, yeah. yeah well, they got it in 2003. It was yeah. probably brand new then. Yeah. And they just been holding on to it. $450 a bottle. Yeah. Is what it was worth. Wow. Today. Yeah. And it's about to go. So we just cracked it open for Thanksgiving. It was great. I love I'm it. Sure, like, I'm sure anybody who's a wine listener is probably cringing out there because we were just like no. slugging it down. You know, we had people who didn't, who don't normally ever drink wine. It was just probably a real sacrilege. You know what, but, though? It's, uh, it's it like fun. one of my dad's favorite things because he was like the wine guy in our family was um, he believed that. Great wine is meant to be consumed with great friends and great people. And a great wine is a wine you love and a bad wine is a wine you don't. And that's that's as simple, you know, as it gets. And I loved how approachable that made the art of drinking wine. And you can get into the tannins and the legs and all the other weird things that people talk about when they're really into wine. But ultimately, it's about the company you're with and the experiences you create. So I love that you did that. I think it's perfect. I love that. 
So um, another one is cryptocurrency. That's been a hot topic lately on the news. So, um, you know, cryptocurrency is a digital currency that uses crypto, uh, cryptography. And um, this digital currency is housed in a decentralized network built, built off the blockchain technology. It's a lot of bees. <laughs> it's even back hard to, back to back say. Back. I know, it really is. Yeah. Um, you know, and a few examples of crypto are Bitcoin, Solana, Litecoin. Um, there's a I Doge. Mean, a Doge. Doge coin. Coin. I mean, that name, that name alone just Dog, is looks like doggy. It is. That's a dog. I know. You know, and what's interesting is like, you know, this, unlike a lot of other passive owning, you know, investment options, crypto is highly volatile, especially in the last six months. It's highly volatile, meaning your rate of return can be all over the place. I know I was looking at Bitcoin. It was like started at 17 cents and then was up at like 17,000 and then back to, you know, so it's just, it's all over the place. So you've got to be ready for a really emotional ride if you want to take the crypto ride um, and really be ready to manage it or just put it off as like almost like a collectible. And if it turns into something great, you can't drink it, but it might be great. Um, don't so, lose your password. Yes. Don't lose your password because you cannot get it back. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> My feeling is I'm not investing in Deutschmarks. Like I'm not investing in yen. I don't know anything about currency. Like I literally know nothing about this. It would be, be it would be like me investing in art. You know, I mean, I know yeah. some things about art. I know the art that I like, but like don't invest in things you don't know about. Like that's just, yeah. that's just, that's just dumb. So there's all these people who are basically investing in different kinds of currency, cryptocurrency that don't really understand the currency market or how it works. And so that's part of the reason it's just so cray cray, you know, and, and then all the spam you get on Instagram is another reason not to invest in it. So, yeah. Uh, and then you've got intellectual property. So an intellectual property is an asset. So um, I'm I'm rolling with this one because my husband has made yes. quite a bit of money off his IP and um, you can get cash flow from it. In fact, just this morning, we were having a conversation um, on the couch and Jay was telling me that uh, the one thing, which is his arguably most popular book, which is, which came out seven years ago. It's been yeah. out for quite a while. Ooh. They just did, they were running a special on Amazon where you can get the digital download of the one thing for $2.99. And normally like you basically pay Amazon to kind of like promote it for you for a couple of weeks. I don't know all the details, but, and then if you're lucky, it kind of gets a little head of steam and then you stop having to pay Amazon. So essentially you're, you're giving away your royalty. So it might be like a dollar or something, but then it gets a little head of steam. So he said that it's been going for over, and it's just a two weeks that you pay for, but he said it's been going for over nine weeks now. And they're just getting more and more and more and more downloads because people see this like really good, really good price on the digital digital download. And that is, you know, yeah, that's money. That's money in Jay and Gary's pocket is really That's great. So cool. And that is something that, you know, they wrote seven years ago. Yeah. So yeah. that is, yeah. re, re, it's not, it's not regular recurring income because there's a lot of volatility there depending on how, yeah. how quickly you can sell it. But yeah, you're, what, what you create can give you money. Yeah. The other thing with intellectual property is trademarks, patents, and copyrights. Mm. Um, my, favorite show is Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. Um, and the number one question that um, they ask, right, is do you have a patent? 
Um, and why that's the question is because they know the business is more valuable if the business owns intellectual property. Yeah. And so it is a hundred percent, um, an investment that you can make. Um, and, uh, the Papazans have done really well in it. And, yeah. um, it's, especially if it's like an invention or something like that, that's so smart. Well, and that, and that's yeah. actually why for those of you that know our, our sister business, that's why we changed our name from Amplify mm-hmm. to Her mm-hmm. Best Life. And yep. this is really, this is really your, your smarts, Sarah. And it's, I guess yeah. it's because you were watching Shark Tank. That's how you knew, knew how to do that. Um, you, we tried to get the trademark for Amplify yeah. and actually yeah. a, what is it? It's like a credit union in Austin yeah. owns yeah, the trademark, owns. which ironically I have a loan with. Yes. Um, and yeah, so that's why we had to pivot and change our name and we mm-hmm. do have her best life trademarked. We do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so a big believer in trademarking. Um, mm-hmm. so those empire builders that are listening, make sure to trademark your, your brand if you can. Um, and it will make a huge difference, uh, for you in protecting it in the future. So, so smart. So your next opportunity is a REIT and a REIT is a company that owns, Oftentimes, real estate, lease spaces, it collects rent. Um, an example of that would be like a residential management company with commercial property. Um, and like stocks, an owner invests in a percentage of the REIT. Um, and it's paid dividends based on the income. And so, and I believe it's, um, Wendy's typing this out for me. I thought that was it, but I wanted to make sure going off memory. A REIT is a real estate <laughs> investment trust. Yes. And um, so what that looks like is that was our that assistant they, that was typing that actually. Yeah, it was our <laughs> it was our highly paid assistant that typed it. And <laughs> uh, REIT, REITs gather money from investors uh, like a mutual fund, but yet they often have a rate of return of anywhere between ten and fifteen percent, just depending on what the what the REIT is invested in. And like this is actually something we're meeting with an investor here locally up in um, Dallas that has done a couple of REITs very successfully. We're having a chat with him next week. Um, to talk through a couple of different opportunities that they have. But just really look at like your return, look at when your principal is going to be returned, what's the track record of the management group, Um, because there's usually general partners and limited partners. And so the general partners are usually the ones that are managing and and getting paid a little bit more and the limited partners are putting in money. So don't invest with somebody. Well, I'm not going to give you advice on what to do and not do, but pay attention to their track record and like, have they done this before? What are the projects? Can you see, look, feel, smell them? Like see what what other people who've invested with them have said? Um, because just like any other investment, there are humans that are involved in that. And so you want to know who it is that's putting that together. Yeah, I, I think of a re- like a, a mutual fund, right? Yeah, so it's, a, it's yeah. a little bit less risky. Uh, and, and instead of a, a bundle of, of stocks, it's a bundle of real estate stuff. Um, so that's just kind of a, a way to think about it. And then mm-hmm. we've got, we've got lending. Okay. Active lending, which is hard money loan. I think I mentioned this mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, this is different than angel investing. A hard money loan is really when you've got the cash and this is kind of, I don't know, this is, I feel like this is when you've made it. Like our friend Tiffany is a hard money lender. Yeah, she's, she's just awesome. like, she's so sharp, little shark that she is. And <laughs> so um, she, you know, and she's, she also has mitigated her risk along the way. Like she's yes. not, um, she's pretty, she's fairly risk averse. She's so savvy. Yeah. Yeah. So savvy, uh, for someone so young. And, um, so 
active lending, so so hard money loan is somebody's coming to you and saying like, hey, I can't get a loan with the bank. Will you loan me the money? And there's a lot of reasons a loan, a bank wouldn't loan you money. It could be that it's too small of an amount. Yeah. Right. Or you just don't want to go through the hassle of getting a small business loan or something like that. So great example of this is about, I don't know, it's probably eight or nine years ago. We had a friend of ours. He's the number one Cutco salesman in Texas. Mm. So I knew he was a good guy. I knew he yeah. was entrepreneurial. I knew he could hustle. And he said, I need about 60 grand to start um, this Vinsulator business. And mm. a Vinsulator was kind of like a, I don't know, it was a kind of Yeti. Uh, mm. And it was almost like right when Yeti was getting really popular and they were going to be branded for realtors. And mm-hmm. so we we negotiated the terms. We got a good interest rate. We knew it was only going to be, I think it was like a nine month turnaround. And then we got a discount on the ventilators. So for a long time, nice. we gave the ventilators away as closing gifts. And uh, so it was like kind of a win-win. And awesome. um, it's like Seychelle said, we were investing in a person, yep. you know, and mm-hmm. the hard money loan was actually collateralized with his house. Mm-hmm. So mm. we put a we put a lien on this house. Typically, hard money lending is collateralized with a piece of real estate. So it's very safe. It's very usually very very safe because if he was defaulted on that, as soon as he sold his house, I would have gotten my sixty thousand dollars back. So yeah, yeah. Which is you can also do so instead of hard hard money, you can also do owner financing. So if you own uh, own a, a property and you want to finance it uh, for the purchaser. You can do that um, and make money off interest from being the lender uh, versus um, borrowing money, being the lender. So it's a great way of uh, building wealth. You also could start a podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. so another... <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and if you have any sponsors you, you want to recommend, it is an I would love yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, uh, we are we have loved uh, this wealth building um, series. I know that I made a little bit of a joke because we don't actually make income off of uh, doing the podcast. We do this because we love, love, love helping um, our listeners build not just uh, a big business, but an even bigger life. And so much of that is um, about turning your business into making sure that you're investing and building wealth through that, which is why this wealth series was so powerful. Um, for many, many years, I built a big business, but then was not investing and building my wealth uh, through that business. And mm-hmm. um, I've loved learning from this series from you guys. Um, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, Wendy, did you have something to add to that? Well, <clears throat> I just had a thought, you know, maybe one of our listeners out there is an expert in monetizing podcasts and they might be looking for a side hustle. And when I say side hustle, that means you get to hang out with us and we're not going to pay you until you make money for us. (laughs) So if there's anybody listening, if there's anybody listening who would like to do that, reach out to one of us on Instagram, reach out to me or Sarah or Seychelle. Um, You could be our first Empire Building podcast intern. And you could help us monetize this podcast. I feel certain it's kind of weird to talk about 
I know. You know, this whole episode on investing and then talk about how we're not making money on this podcast. So I was kind of feeling we turn in, it around. Yeah, I was well, out of dissonance there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Feeling out of alignment. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you all so. you can do certain things in your life for different returns, right? Um, mm-hmm, and I true. think the way that I looked at um I look at this podcast, I think you guys do as well. And I shared this on my health journey episode uh when Wendy interviewed me. Um, mm-hmm. this podcast saved my life in terms of my health. Um, it's because of the research that I had to do for preparation, yeah. uh, for the podcast. And so you can look at return, you know, return in life isn't always uh, monetary. Um, I would, I will make more money because I'll live longer yeah. <laughs> thanks to this podcast. <laughs> um, and so, uh, that's one way that I, I look at it. And of course, we are always, always wanting your referrals uh, for the locations that we serve buyers and sellers in. And all of us are open to talking to talent as well that listen, uh, that are looking to join uh, an organization. So we have other benefits of it and, and that's why we do it. And the big part is, like I said, it, it's a big part of our heart is giving back to um, other business owners and helping you guys. And we really hope that this uh, wealth series uh, helped you. If you got something out of it, please leave a five-star review. Please share it with a friend. Um, we love to hear from our listeners. So send us a message of your big takeaways. Uh, but remember to use your big big business to not just have the big business, mm-hmm. but to have that bigger life. And so much of that is building uh, your wealth. So thank you for listening and joining us for this series and get out there and keep building your big business and even bigger life. Bye guys. Bye Bye guys. guys. Just a reminder, you guys, as we are running through this awesome wealth building and money series with you, we just want to give you a quick blanket reminder because our friends at Keller Williams and the legal team would thank us for it, that we are not financial advisors, CPA, tax advisors, or anyone that is tied to your individual finances. So if you are wanting more information about this, these are tips, ideas, tactics, and ways in which you can build wealth. But always find a seasoned professional that is a seasoned professional in this specific field that you're needing help with to assist you in your finance, tax, or wealth building journey.